0: Welcome to this bites Milwaukee's culinary podcast with Milwaukee Magazine's food and dining critic Ann Christensen and me, Tariq Moody of 88.9 Radio Milwaukee. We have a special edition of this bites uh, this week. Uh, it's uh, a tribute to Joe Bartolotta, who unfortunately passed away early this week at the age of sixty. Um, I've 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 called him a Milwaukee culinary legend or icon. So this episode, this whole episode. As in tribute to Joe Bartolotta because I know Anne has covered him and uh, did some many stories and knows his career very well. So we're going to talk to Anne and uh, look back at uh, the impact that Joe has uh, made on Milwaukee's culinary scene and Milwaukee overall on this edition of This Bites. So Anne, so when you heard the news, I mean, how did it hit you?
1: It was so strange. I don't know how you heard it. But for me, it was a press release that came through um, on my computer at work, mm-hmm. and it came from, right from Bartolotta Restaurant Group, and it was just really direct and simple. It said, Joe Bartolotta, um, I mean, I can't tell you word for word exactly what it says, but it literally said, Joe Bartolotta died peacefully in his sleep last night at the age of 60. Something along those yeah. lines, not verbatim. And I, I had to reread it like three or four times because I thought, What? what? No, yeah, no, that can't be true. It can't be true. And I, I was just, number one, I thought 60, that's really young. Um, I thought, how did this, how, how could this have happened? No warning, so sudden. And, and I just couldn't get over sort of that sense mm-hmm. of disbelief. And so I kind of, I jumped up and I ran over and I was talking to other, I, mm-hmm. and I was pretty much yelling this out in the office. Like, Joe Bartolotta has passed away and people, they they, shocked. they had the same yeah. response. They were like, I had to say it mm-hmm. a number of times before it was starting to sink in. So I don't. I've, it doesn't feel real to me because he always seemed larger than life because he was such a presence and he was such an influence. And yeah, you were absolutely right—a huge influence in Milwaukee, but well beyond mm-hmm. through throughout the, the nation.
0: One thing I, I realized that there were so many chefs that have started restaurants came through one of his yep. restaurants. That's absolutely, I mean, that's absolutely. That's that's the a, case. that's a huge impact. That's basically you think about it in a way, his mentorship, his teaching has taught a lot of these chefs who are now doing amazing things yeah. right now. So um I want to touch base on that later on some of those chefs. Talk to me some about some of the other things that most people don't realize that he's done for the city besides his restaurants. Can you share some
1: Sure. Um, you know, he he and his wife Jennifer, they were huge supporters of the Humane Society and, you know, of of saving animals in general. And you can't I mean, you can't not admire someone for that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they looked at, at people, at, at supporting people and, and, and animals and their lives and, and how, what that impact would be. I always felt like, I mean, yeah, you could say maybe, you know, this was just some kind of speeching, speechifying that, that Joe would do. But I, I feel like as a, as a restaurant owner— Uh, he always felt that the customer came first. I mean, that was like part of the whole, like Mm -hmm. his rubric of the hospitality industry of like, you know, the customers, but also the workers. I think, um, you know, it was a huge company. One of the last stories that, big stories we wrote that Joe was in and his brother, Paul, who's his business partner, um, they talked about how big, you know, at the time, 1,100 employees. 1,100 employees. Can you imagine? Like, that's, that's a lot of people. And so, yeah, I mean... We're talking uh, those people working there as line cooks, pastry chefs, executive Mm. chefs, and then they move on, right? And they may maybe move on to other cities and make an impact there, or they stay here and open their own restaurants. So it just was sort of the culinary gift that he gave that kept on giving because all these people have, as you mentioned, trained, were um, mentored by him and by his apprentices and by Paul. It's pretty, it's an amazing, amazing story, really.
0: We're back on this bites, the special edition of this bites. Ann Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine, and myself, Tariq here, 88.9 Radio Milwaukee. We're talking about a an icon, a Milwaukee institution, Joe Bartolotta, who unfortunately you have probably seen in news, been all over the news. Unfortunately, passed away at age of sixty. So we decided to. Ann has done a lot of stories and knows his his restaurants, his his background very well. So we're going to let Ann talk about like his impact and like how we. Influence the Milwaukee culinary scene and beyond. So, Ann, um, I know he's worked with students, MATC. Also, they have that program or still has a program, MPS, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, can you share about the, like his impact? And with students and what that did, like MATC, and share what the MPS program that is, what he's done.
1: Um, Well, going back to just the whole MATC thing, um, you know, absolutely hugely involved in the culinary Mm -hmm. program there. And um, which, uh, you know, I I think the caliber of that program certainly um, was helped by his mentorship there. And also the restaurant cuisine that they um, that that MATC has there for students, um, but I I wanted to talk actually um, a little bit about because he he always had these really great quotes when you'd interview him, and I talked to him on the phone many many times, and um, you know sometimes you know he would talk about oftentimes he would talk to me about you know, restaurants that were really big here and sort of like the next big big thing. And, you know, within probably the last seven or or eight years, that whole, you know, molecular gastronomy kind of filtered into Milwaukee a little bit, but you were seeing a lot more, um, you know, kind of unusual, you know, uh, presentations on the plate, a lot less of something that was um, really traditional or classic. It was much more artistic, right? And I think Joe respected it, but I know that's not, or I don't believe that's what he wanted necessarily, the direction he wanted his restaurants to go in. And I, I feel like he and, and his brother always felt like the idea of classic traditional always wins. That's always, mm-hmm. like, you might want to go to the next big restaurant when it opens, like the really hot, like trendy, they're doing like, you know, setting things on fire, whatever. <laughs> and you want to go. But then when your friends come to town or your family or something and, and you think, well... I want to take them, what what place do I want to take them to? What's the restaurant I want to take yeah. them to? It, it, you might, you, you most likely will take them to a place that's really traditional or classic or really mm-hmm. represents Milwaukee, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think there's some truth to that. Yeah. It's hard to ride that wave of trends. They come and, and I, go. They come and go. And, yeah. you know, certainly they had restaurants, the Bartolatas had restaurants that they um, didn't keep going. You know, for instance... Um, you know, Miss Beverly's. It was a barbecue place that they had. That, yeah. that that's no longer, you know, in business. Um, uh, there was, um, you know, the the famous story. I remember talking to Joe about this a num- number of times. He had an Italian restaurant that was on um, Downer Avenue, where Bel Air Cantina is right really? now. Yeah, and it's it before just- I was. Right, and it was before, and and Transfer had a restaurant in there, the Transfer Pizza, but they didn't call it Transfer, but it was a pizzeria. And that was really successful in that spot. But somehow Joe opened an Italian restaurant there. It just didn't work. And I remember he felt, or he told me that he just really regretted, he couldn't understand why it didn't work. And then the Transfer people, you know, moved in and they... They 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 got it somehow that their version of the, the pizzeria that had worked they decided you know eventually to close it and that's where Bel Air is now but it was one of the things that Joe I, I feel like Joe felt like he regretted really yeah also you know as as a management company they helped open these restaurants at the Mayfair Collection and the restaurants the Bartolotta else, yeah. restaurants at the airport too which. Um, they weren't running themselves. It was a different company that yeah. was running them. But they helped train those people, you know? Um, and I think it's it's an amazing thing that people, I, I think some people just, they don't know how much how much they, I think, invested in, you know, the chefs that they, they you know, trained. helped train and that moved up the ladder because, um, you know, I, I think once they decided that somebody really had the work ethic and the mm-hmm. skills to do it, they would send them to other cities to stage at restaurants. Really? They might send them to Italy for a while. And they'd pay for it. And wow. then they would come back and like Juan herbieta who's been mm-hmm. the head chef at Ristorante for a long time. Um, you know, he had to you know, he worked really closely with Paul and definitely, you know, was staging in, you know, Italian restaurants before he could get to that mm-hmm. point where, you know, where he could actually, you know, run the kitchen at, at, at Ristorante. So, I mean, there is... I think just that element of, like, training and mentoring is, is really key there, you know? Yeah,
0: I heard it. Like, speaking on that, on the next question, um, dealing with the chefs that came out of Bartolotta, starting yeah. restaurants, the one I know definitely... Very getting to know very well as Dane Baldwin. Right,
1: of The Diplomat. Um,
0: and talking to him, and he seems when he I ask him about food and his philosophy, you hear Joe's, you know, coming through, his philosophy coming through.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh, can you think of a of the other chefs sure. that came?
1: Um, Andrew Wilson, who owns Brandywine in Cedarburg. That's a recent one. He just opened Brandywine almost a year ago, and it's really popular right. out in Cedarburg. Zach Espinosa, who's the head chef at Stella Van Buren. He used to be the head chef at, at Harbor House. Um, if you talk about people that have moved into different capacities, um, there's Matt Haas, who had been at Bartolotta Restaurant Group, then he went to Ardent. And now he is, I don't know exact his exact title, whether it's culinary director, but he's sort of behind the scenes for the Dan Dan restaurants okay. at Fauntleroy. Um, many pastry chefs... Allie Howard um, was a pastry chef for Bartlett Restaurant. She now runs a pastry program at Rocket Baby. Okay. Um, I mean, I want. I like a family tree. It, it is. It really is a family yeah. tree. And I. And I, And then if you start thinking about um, bartenders, some you know bartenders and servers. Mm-hmm. I mean, then you really start getting into you know lots of people yeah. that have trained. Like there one of my and personal favorites.
0: She now lives serve. in I think outside of Chicago, Illinois. Is Rosie Rodriguez. Yeah who was the first chef of Company Brewing, and she was doing something really, I thought, at least personally, uh, really unique for a brew pub, culinary-wise, really bringing her, her heritage and doing some really interesting things that you normally don't see in a brew pub. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did not know, like, after I got to know her, that she came from Bartolotta, and I think Joe spoke highly of her.
1: Miles Borgrave, the one who owns mm-hmm. Birch & Butcher, he was um, the chef de cuisine at Lake Park Bistro. Okay. So he's yet another example um there are many examples.
0: So tell me some uh, I, I see you brought some stuff like tell me some of your highlight stories that you covered Yeah,
1: them. I was I was like really to share
0: some memories of it was making conversations me, you've yeah. had with Joe or
1: I, I was thinking back about conversations, interviews that I've had with him, looking back at old notes, stories that we did, but said that he was making me really sad. Yeah. Really, really sad. And um But
0: it's time to like, you know, it's sad, but it's also it should be a time to reflect and enjoy yeah. What he brought to Milwaukee to so many people, you know.
1: Well, and I, I have to tell you that um, just a couple of weeks ago, we the magazine had our uh, culinary event. Our, our now it's become annual. It's called the Chef Event, mm-hmm. and, it, and it's in partnership with Bartolotta Restaurant Group. And it was at Downtown Kitchen. Now I can't attend it because I cannot be yeah, pretty get, much in the same room with any chefs you can, or you got, you yeah, yeah. So I didn't get to go, and it was apparently fantastic. <laughs> and there were like you know eight really great chefs mm-hmm. in town. Um, that were that were cooking there. And Joe and Paul, his brother Paul, were, were there. And so I was asking some of my coworkers because those are the last people that I know who saw Joe. And mm. um, our marketing director, I said, did you talk to Joe at the event? she's like, yeah. And she said, I think he kind of punked me. <laughs> like she said, it was right. It was in the, whatever, at some point in the meal, they have Joe come up and speak and talk about the event and just talk about, whatever he really Mm -hmm. wants to talk about. And so she was the one that had to go prompt him and say, Joe, it's time for you to, to go up on stage. And apparently he said to her, what am I supposed to say? (laughs) And she kind of, and she doesn't know him and probably was thinking, (laughs) is he kidding me? Or is he really being serious here? And she was like, um, you should welcome everybody to the event, you know, and say, you're really happy, happy that they're here. And he said, well, then what? And she's like looking at him and she's kind of smiling and he's like, I don't, I don't know what to say. And she's like, you're going to figure it out. And he kind of like gave her this sly grin. <laughs> and then she said he went up on stage and talked for like 20 minutes <laughs> and just about everything, including the DNC convention, which mm-hmm. made me think he's probably really bummed that he's not going to be here for that. Right. No. Uh, but anyway, um, some of the things that he talked about, I think were really, really interesting. And I think you as just somebody who loves to cook is would, would find this interesting too. He's talked in the past about um, when they've hired chefs, how they audition for him and Paul, you know, he, they would yeah. audition and he'd have them come in and cook something. And he would say, he would say, I don't care what it is as long as you just nail it. It could be peanut butter and jelly, grilled peanut butter and jelly or something. If you nail this. Right. And he had a really funny story about how um, there are two foods that he hated, lamb and goat cheese um, those were two things he really, really didn't like. Is that I don't like goat cheese. You like lamb though. I know you. I like love lamb. lamb. I know you do. I've, but he,
0: I've, I've been, I've been having some better quality goat cheese, so it's been better experiences. But there's still sometimes when I have a. Goat cheese in a salad. I'm like, ooh, that's that's not good.
1: I, I really like it, so I I so don't I feel, know where I you're feel com- good now. Like, yeah, people are like, criticizing me. because yeah. like well, you're a
0: foodie, treat Why do you like goat cheese? No, like
1: well, everybody has their thing. Yeah, you know. But he talked about how when he was doing one of those auditions, the chef came in and made lamb and goat cheese. <laughs> And he looked, did he, at, nail it? he looked at the guy and he said, I hate lamb and goat cheese <laughs> and freaked the guy out.
0: Oh, he probably like sweating bullets. And so, so the
1: next question was, did this guy get hired? Well, actually, he did. He did. He, I guess he did a really great job with it. But can you imagine <laughs> cooking for someone you want to work for? And the guy's like, I hate those, I hate those this. ingredients. It's I trauma. Just, yeah. Why did, you even, why did you even think of that? But one of the last times we did a big story on him was actually... Um shortly after he had his kidney transplant, mm-hmm. he had a kidney and he was very open about that's very been a, open yeah very open about being a diabetic. Um he had, was a diabetic for a long time mm-hmm. and um then he had a kidney transplant in uh I think 2013. So he was really open about that and that was also a time you know we kind of you know it, like late 2000s into the early 2007, nine, something like that. We talked about the recession, you know, we mm-hmm. went through a little bit of a recession. He, he would talk about like, well, how, you know, how is it these other restaurants are closing and Bartoletta? How did, how was he able to keep Bartoletta yeah. restaurants going? Secret? What was the secret? Yeah. He just talked about like, you know, focusing on hospitality and focusing on service, service, yeah. on making people happy.
0: Cause at the end of the day, you know, you know, first, first you got good food. Yeah. People come back. Right. But then if that, good food is not backed up by good service. Yeah, and good food is meaningless, the restaurant will shut down. Cuz people are like, you're good food, but if I had to wait 20 minutes or got my order wrong all the time or whatever, you know, you got to have both those things to be a successful
1: restaurant. And especially in a in a situation where, you know, the economy is is uh suffering and people are suffering.
0: And people want value.
1: And they want value and they aren't able to go out as much as they mm-hmm. normally do. So they really want to feel yeah. like
0: Kings and queens yeah, the and, treated well.
1: You and know? that they're, they, they're special and mm-hmm. that, um, you know, that it means something to the restaurant yeah. that they're there, you know. Um, and I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I think part of the whole mantra for him and his brother Paul was this idea of fresh ingredients, simple, fresh ingredients, classic presentations. It didn't mean that you couldn't have mm-hmm. a, some surprises in there. But I, I feel like that's kind of the crux of what it's you find at simple. the Bartolotta restaurants. What's that?
0: People, as something like I learned, it's hard to do simple.
1: And by Still? simplicity, I don't mean like okay, one ingredient, two ingredients, no. and it's just like something thrown. I'm talking really excellently prepared, classic, maybe classic, like food. foundational,
0: yeah, Deep into the foundational, yeah. and doing it right, right. Day after day after day.
1: And so that's why, you know, I mean, this is a big thing when you talk to chefs. Like once they get in the groove of things and they're like, well, I want to change my menu. Well, then they're getting pushback from their customers because the customers <laughs> decide they really... They, like this one dish. Yeah, and they don't want it to ever leave the menu. <laughs> you know, Bartolatas, they, they had, you know, look, for instance, at Ristorante, there are dishes that have been on that menu since the very beginning. They're still there. But the way they kind of balance that is this um, menu, the chef's menu that would change every month. That if you wanted to go in and try something new that was based on some seasonal ingredients Mm. or something that Juan was doing, that was that special menu. If you want that classic dish that you know you've been having for 25 years, you can get it. And so I I think, you know, they were able to balance that. and, And to an extent at Lake Park, too, with nightly specials, you know, but, yeah, I mean, in, in that but that's a thing in in restaurants you you're kind of like you're stuck in this place between do I change my menu because i I want to or am i gonna i gonna lose my fan base here because they're not they're not gonna have mm. their the dishes, their favorite dishes anymore, you know, mm. <laughs> but I think Bartolotta's knew how to balance that, you know because yeah, it kept people coming back for those same those yeah. dishes that did not change
0: that's yeah, a it's an art I mean. Joe, I mean, it was always the business side. There was an art to his business, you know.
1: There probably weren't restaurant owners as smart as Joe. Do you know what I'm t- I mean? I mean, yeah. in the sense of like, there are lots of people that are great at cooking, um, and certainly there are successful people that combine being a great chef and have the business side, the like mm-hmm. really good businessmen yeah. or business women. Um, it's hard to have that come together Yeah. It's, and it's, that's the secret to now joe was not him, himself a chef he's was, he's was on that that business mm. side really good at it paul was the, the food chef, side yeah. yeah and that was also really interesting was learning about their relationship like the they, chemistry
0: was one, their you know, well, they're brothers right <laughs>
1: yeah but you know i mean you hear you hear about family businesses and yeah. people not always getting along but it it seemed like they knew how to make that they
0: seem to have that right or rash, yeah you know it's beautiful. I mean, there's um, so
1: much more to say about him, I mean, really, than we I could even get into here. But mm-hmm. it's um it's a it's a big, big loss for this for the yeah. city.
0: It's weird. Like I've my executive director was like when I told him, he's like his eyes like shocked and like people are like who are not expect to be foodies or like in the food like we are were also kind of, like, removed as well. Like, you'd see the real impact of his, like, look in your social feed and the comments from people like Derek Mosley, Judge Derek Mosley, to Sherry Tran, to every, like, he affected a lot of people who were not in the culinary scene or even not, like, you know, love Fragois or anything like that. But it was, like, just to see the conversations and the comments about Joe and his impact, like, the ones with about, one, I, when I shared the, the story, the unfortunate story, one posted about the MATC. Like, I went to MATC, you know. And it's, it's rare you get someone like that to put an impact, you know, on a few lives, but an entire city. You yeah. Know? So.
1: And I, I feel like they they didn't, like, expand, um, you know, lot. I mean, Paul had a restaurant in Las Vegas for a while that closed in 2015. But it isn't like, you know, Bartolotta didn't go national. Yeah. And I feel like, um, not that that ever wouldn't have happened, but I think there would always have been, Milwaukee would have been the seat of it. Mm. Because I I remember Joe always talking about how much he loved this city (laughs) and how important the city was to him. And he grew up in Tosa, you know, and, you know, really long history here. Even the
0: alderman, uh, I think it was Shanti Hamilton, sent something recently. Even the halls of politics, you know, well, everybody knew him, him. respected yeah. him. You know what I mean? That's 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 really amazing. You know? Yeah. So, uh, that's this edition, special edition of this bites, uh, basically uh, paying tribute to Joe Batalda, who unfortunately passed away. I always say this about anybody I admire and respect. I mean, it's sort of like when people say RIP, I always say rest in power. You know? So, to you, Joe, rest in power. This bites is produced by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted Sonic Inspiration comes from the License lab with support from Society Insurance and your membership. Subscribe to this podcast at RadioMilwaukee.org, on iTunes, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Enjoy life. Eat some good food. Exactly. Have a good
1: weekend. Anyway. You too, Trick.